Today we're speaking to Tanya Ali. I am excited for you to hear her story. Um, she has recently been on my one of my favorite podcasts called To Be Magnetic Podcast. And we speak quite a lot about it in this episode. Uh, to Be Magnetic Podcast is a holistic living and manifestation platform. Um, we will link them up um, in the show notes. And I listen to them all the time, all, all the time. So you can imagine um, how excited I was when I found out that um, she had gone through their process of manifestation and she's pretty much been in the, in the member's lounge and she knows the code of how to get this thing pinned down. Um, she has started a e-commerce brand called Cadre Style, which pretty much um, has uh, showcases sustainable fashion brands um and you know her thing and then she's passionate about the idea about having just one stop shop where you can enter that space and shop without having having to worry about where the the, the clothing is manufactured where the the stuff um is sourced um or what kind of fabric they're using and all those sustainable um you know fashion nitty-gritties that we worry about so she is um, amazing. I'm definitely sure you're going to enjoy this show, uh, this, uh, this episode. Um, and um, something in this episode is going to definitely touch your heart. She pretty much has transitioned from being a, um, a lawyer into uh, studying her own business and sustainability. And I think just listening to just some of the tips and some of the, um, it's almost like a guide in, in, in sharing her story. I think it will touch your heart and making you um, fearless in entering the space. But I think as a principle as well, it's a really great show um, to explain to someone who's transitioning from one um, industry that is complete, two industries that are completely different from each other. Um, just you know the courage and the focus that you need to um, have in, in making sure that dream comes true so we speak a lot about expanders in this show expanders pretty much um, means that people uh, that come into your life when you're going through this process of manifesting manifesting um, it could be people in your life meaning friends it could be uh, just I guess even strangers, colleagues, um, um, anything that the universe throws at you in a form of a person who's there to support you and help you, um, those are kind of like expanders, pretty much paraphrased. Um, so to be magnetic uh, podcast, they they speak a lot about that in terms of when you're in transition, um, you should always reach out to expanders, you know, people who help you make the journey easier. Um, so we speak about that. I just wanted to explain because probably somebody's going to be like, what are expanders? So that's what expanders are. Um, I'm, I'm very excited about this episode. I think you will love it. Something will definitely touch your heart, as I've said. As I've said. So I don't want to spoil it for you. Let's um, jump in and speak to Tanya. I She definitely touched my heart. I think the fact that we... Uh, you know both listen to to be magnetic podcast i think that just was a connection already match made made in heaven match made uh made in in sustainable heaven <laughs> 
and um and i was saying to her i was teasing her and i was saying to her the fact that you know she's been on uh, to be magnetic podcast that's the only reason why she's on our podcast i'm joking but i was just like then you know it just we are we are the same person so yeah so i'm very very excited for this episode and um, enjoy it and do let us know what you think um tag us um on our instagram uh, which is faura lifestyle um and just and 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 share the message and let us know so here's tanya yesterday i listened to your podcast on to be magnetic and i have to tell you the story because it's like my favorite favorite podcast like my favorite i listen to them all the time in the car every time i'm out doing my errands it's i love it oh, me too and i manifested being on it i know and i mean i can i, I must say don't take it personal you're probably only here because of them personal at all i was like i was listening to it i started listening to it october 2020 and i did the whole program like three times and my whole life has changed so i was like i just want to be on there and tell people that it works oh my god no i you know i should sign up to them them and leila delia like i I'm obsessed. I have to write her down. No, you you literally have. So I'm on Leila Delia's one. Um, I've signed up. I'm like part of their memberships lounge. So I I have to. I've been dwelling with the idea: who do I let go of? Do I take both of them, or do I have to let go of someone else? You know. But it's amazing. Does she do like a full meditation, shadow work, inner child, all of that, Leila? No, so hers is more focused on, you know, vibrating higher, you know, so you're all about, you know, what, how you vibrate, like just being conscious of what you attract and mostly what's important is what are you vibrating, but in all levels, you know, mentally, emotionally, so it's really, really lovely. Okay, I'll, I'll check it out, but I highly recommend to be magnetic, like I did the, I signed up for the full year. It's like $29 a month. When I did it, it was like $23 a month, and then they had to increase it. Like, we all have more costs. I get it. Yeah. Um, but the inner child work and the shadow work to, like, get those subconscious memories changed my whole life. Mm-hmm. Like, I did not understand the relationship I had with money because you don't think about it so deeply because you're like, okay, like, specifically for me, like, I grew up upper middle class. I became a lawyer. So I was like, I don't have a problem with money. But turns out, I do. <laughs> wow. No, I should consider doing it because I feel like it's one of those subtle things where you're blocked and you're not even aware that, you know, that's like the next step because everything else is working out. But there's always this thing where, where you're wondering, why can't I just even retire, you know? That's how I felt. Like, I was like, there's this ceiling. And, like, my brother doesn't have it. Like, he's, like, doing crazy things. And I'm like, but we grew up exactly the same. So what do I think? Like, I created this. Lawyers live right here. That's it. And then I'm like, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to manifest everything. But, yeah, it's life-changing. So, nice. so I'm your expander. Am I, am I, is that what they call an expander? Would I be that? Yeah. Look at you.
I didn't, it just was like there, it was too much going on. So I was like, okay, if I can just have a store that's very focused and I don't have to think about it, like Whole Foods, for example, like you don't think about it. You're like, okay, I know they have organic stuff. Yeah, you got to read the sign for like organic versus locally grown, but I know it's in there. I know everything I need, whether I need cheese or milk or like, I don't know, yesterday I wanted to order, I needed soy sauce for like making, um, I wanted to make this Thai food. If they have an organic version. So it was like, if that existed, I would shop there. And that's how I like, it took a while to get to this point, but I got there and I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And so, and then therefore I know that then you connected it to your career in law, then how did you realize, I mean, I know you did the work at To Be Magnetic, but how do you, when was the moment where you realized, actually, this must go, and this this is what we're going to pursue? So I had COVID in February 2020, and in that, like, fever state, I, I had previously been um, general counsel to a global company. I left that role. I got another general counsel role. And then I was just like, something doesn't feel like I don't feel happy, right? Like, what am I doing? What it? Why am I not feeling this joy inside me? Like, I was great at what I did as a lawyer. And for a long time, I did love it. And then at some point, like when I'm sitting there with COVID, I'm like, I don't want to do this. Like, I'm not getting this joy out of it. I want to do something that like helps the planet, that heals the planet. And it was just this moment where I was like, I want to do something else. And then I was like, okay, like, what do you love? And this is where Gabby Bernstein comes into play. So I listened to a lot of Gabby Bernstein and she was like, the three things you talk about the most with your friends that you get excited, like you can't stop sharing about it in those three things lies your passion. And I was like, okay, so like I did that exercise and I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. And then I like reached out to some friends I had in the fashion industry. And I was like, is this a stupid idea? Like, and they were like, no, it's great. I was like, are you saying that? Cause you're my friend. Tell <laughs> the truth. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to leave like my career, my established career for this idea. So you need to be honest. And they were both like, no, we actually think it's great. And one of them actually sits on my advisory board. So I was like, okay, let me explore it. And I gave myself, is that like, you know, because I've been in the business world, I was a lawyer that worked in-house, I worked in businesses, and my dad also had his own business, like, while well, we, he left a, his engineering job and had started his own company, I was very aware that, like, you could either succeed or fail, but that doesn't mean, like, it's bad, it's just something you can try and see, and I felt comfortable enough, because I'm also someone who doesn't follow, like, all of these and you'll appreciate this, like the conditioning we've been given, like since a young age, I've never been like, you've been told, oh, if you like pick this career, you can't switch to something else. If you're this type of lawyer, you'll never be this other type of lawyer. And I had seen my mom, like when she, when we were younger, she worked part-time, she went full-time. Then my brother was born. She like stopped working for a while. Then she went back she never had a problem getting a job in her field, even with breaks in her resume. So I just always was like, I don't think that's true. I think they just tell you this stuff. Like, so I said, okay, do this, do cadre for two years. And if at the end of two years, you're like, 
okay, it's either not what I thought it would be, or it's not giving me joy, or it's just not, you know, I don't want to do it. Maybe parts of it are like different than what I thought it would be, which, yeah, there's so many things I've had to learn. <laughs> At the end of two years, I can just walk away and go back to being a lawyer. Like there is no downfall, right? Like you can always go back to what you were doing. You, you don't lose that skill set. It doesn't no. disappear. And you just, you have a story. Like I left and I tried this project. I was really passionate about it. And for whatever reason, I've decided that I'm going to step away and come back here. Maybe I missed the law. Whatever story there is to it. That is so beautiful. It's just so beautiful. So therefore, how would you then advise someone who's stuck in that gray area where they want to, they know what they want to do, but it's this idea about stepping into the unknown and where do you even start? Like moving from being a doctor to sustainability, moving from being a lawyer to sustainability, that's like a big shift versus someone who's already in the industry and trying to just, you know, maneuver. Like how do you, I mean, is that, you know how our minds can just take over? Is that thinking, I don't even know like manufacturing, I don't even know how to even find designers. I don't know, you know, like all these things that you just like, no, like it's, it was going to take more than I can even bargain for. I'm going to tell you the two secrets. One, expanders. So I had, like you heard on the other podcast, my expander was Taryn Toomey. That was the biggest one for me. She was an executive at Ralph Lauren and Dior, and she left to start a workout class that's very like spiritually based. And to me, I was like, okay, if she can be at the top of that career and decide, nope, I want to do something else, I should be able to do too. And it wasn't an easy process. It wasn't like one day you're like, okay, I'm just going to do this because there's so many factors, right? Like one, for me as a South Asian woman, culturally, how do you walk away from like, we're told you should be a doctor, lawyer, or engineer. That's the only career, stability, all of these like things you're taught since you're a child why would, why would I walk away from that? How can I walk away from that, right? And then come to like, I don't know anything about this. I have never owned an e-com site. I've, I've never worked in fashion. I like fashion, great. And so then I, talk, then I was listening to Gabby Bernstein and she said that, you know, fear is just the other side of excitement. And if you are scared, just write down what, what you want to know, like write your questions down. And so I started on a piece of paper and I wrote like, where do you get clothes from? Because I didn't know. I don't know how clothes get to stores. Like, I don't know. Do you buy them? Do you store them? Do you rent them? <laughs> do they just like get, yeah. yeah. So I started a list of questions. I never finished the list because the universe just like took over and started to show me, like I saw an Instagram post and it was about this store in Soho that like I love shopping at and it was started by this like immigrant man and it was her, his daughter telling the story about how he came in the 70s and he started this boutique and it's doing great and they had to like move locations because of COVID so that's why she was posting because it was like really important to her that specific location and I was just like okay if if he can figure this out why can't I figure this out? Well, I can figure this out. So I just went on this journey of like, first figure out how you get clothes. And so I I would like use Google and I would talk, to, I would specifically find people 
who have done what you're looking to do or something similar in that space and ask them for time to talk about it and just be like, okay, like, you know, I want to do this. Do you have any advice? Can you teach me this? And most people will help you. They will give you guidance. They will like answer your questions. And we also live in the age of information. You can Google like most things you need to understand. You can be like, I, I think at one point I Googled, how do stores get closed? <laughs> and so it, it starts you into this path of exploration. And it's scary, but it's not because you're just exploring, right? So I would say to someone who is interested in doing something different, explore it. Write down your questions and start doing the research. And maybe you'll understand, okay, this is, it works the way I thought it would, or it works in a way I like, or I don't like it the way it works. And maybe I want to figure out a different way to do it. But you have to start. And once you start, I swear to you, with the intention, if you start like, this is what I want to do, the universe will open all the doors. You just have to sit back and watch it. Like, I have met some amazing people in the fashion industry and I was not a fashion person like it wasn't something part of my career it wasn't something that I was like you know I, I didn't have all these fashion friends I had one fashion friend <laughs> 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 so it just it will I mean the people like it ended it started to become like really early on that I would be like okay sorry my hair is like having I would be like, okay, this is the next thing I need to understand, right? So like at, at one point, I'm like, okay, how do I build out a financial model for a business I've never done? Like, I know how to do it, models and budgeting for the things I've worked on, but I don't, I, and also, yeah, as a lawyer, I know it in the form of like, I can review it and be like, have we thought about this? This doesn't seem right, but I didn't actually, I don't even know how to use Excel, okay? So like, I'm like, how am I going to do this? So I'm talking to my brother and he's like, he's at the time he was getting his MBA at Columbia. And he's like, why don't you just hire a student from Columbia's MBA program to like help you build this out? And I was like, okay, that's a great idea. Then I tell my friend and she's like, oh, actually one of my friends is a consultant and she may be able to help you. She's worked on fashion brands and she listed the brands the girl had worked on. And I was like, okay. And so I talked to that girl. She was amazing. She helped me through all of it, like built it out. Like she's on my board now, like all the pieces, like it would be like kind of this journey where I'd be like, okay, what's the next step on the ladder that I don't know that I need to figure out. And then that person would show up and it would always be in a way where it's like, someone would be like, Hey, Oh, interesting. I want you to meet my friend. So-and-so and so-and-so would do exactly what I needed help with. To this day where I'm like, okay, I need to figure this out. Oh, okay, now I met so and so. And so okay, so okay, fine. So now we are doing this. This is what we are two it's twenty twenty three, two years in the making. If you were to step back and rinse it all out, now that you know what you know, how would you then advise someone to say, Okay, this is where you start? Like, you know, you have this thing that you want to do. This is, this is what we do. So how do we, what do we say? What was the guide? Okay. So the guide is this first, I, I believe it was Lacey Phillips. Yeah. She said, 
in one of her podcasts, like, if you're going to do something, have six months of money saved that will let you live your life the way you live it. And that is the best advice because, one, you don't want to be scared about, like, how are you going to pay your bills? Because nothing's going to take off on day one. That's just not how anything works, right? Like, you're still figuring things out. Two, from a mental perspective, if you shift your life all of a sudden in one day while trying to start a new business that you're learning about, you will be so overwhelmed. So you need to feel that kind of safety of like, okay, my life is still here. This is a project I'm working on. So that's step one. And that is kind of like, when I heard it, I was like, oh my God, now I have to like save money and this is going to push it back so much. But let the universe show up. It, it will bring money from random places. And then you'll be like, okay, I have it. Um, the other thing is you can just, you know, you save that m money, then you write down what you need to know. And then you find people who've done it or work in that space and start talking to them. And then what I continuously do, and it doesn't end, is like, even last night I was doing this, is like, I will look at where we are and what, what I've like, figured out and done well, and then be like, okay, what's the next step? What's the gap? What, what do I need to work on? And I, I would tell the person, don't get overwhelmed. And of course, it's easy to say, you're going to get overwhelmed all the time. Yeah. Like, it's like a cycle. There's days where I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> then days I'm like, oh my God, I, I can figure this out. I know how to do this. I can do it all. So you just want to take it piece by piece, right? Like if you have a list of 10, 50 questions even, right? Like your questions can get so deep. Do not be like, I need to figure all 50 out. I would take those 50 and then say, okay, to really start the bones of this, what are the first five I need to understand? And then go to the next five. And then, because it's a process, you're building brick by brick, right? So like with Cadre, the first thing I needed to know is, okay, how does a business like this operate? What, what are the pieces I need? What people do I need, right? So I needed a merchandiser because I needed someone who understood not only like someone to go out there and talk to brands and get, you know, have them sign on, but how much product should be on the site? Um, how many sizes? Like there's so much detail. So step one, okay. Step two was like, I need someone who understands marketing because I need to be able to market this product in depth. Like marketing is, is, is such a beast. Complex, yeah. Yeah, and so, okay, those are the first two people I bring on. And then those two, with those two, we're like, okay, we need to have a content creator. And it's step by step by step. And this was all pretty like, okay, we also need to build a site. So how are we going to build this site? And I had a consultant for a little bit of time who had worked on The Real Real who was helping me with like, what do you need for a website, right? Like, we do dropship, so we needed a tool that would actually manage the inventory and link to the brand and a customer-facing site. And there's all these words I don't know, right? <laughs> and so lean on other people, bring them on, and be strategic about your spend, right? Because you don't need to necessarily have early on, like, 15 people you're paying full-time. You need to be like, okay, I need help with this. Let's figure it out. Yeah. Then I felt it to help me with the next brick. Then I need to figure the third brick on my own. Like you figure it out. And so brick by brick, step by step, like 
the things that we were doing before the launch of the site and what we had to do is so different than today, right? So yeah. Yeah. it it is brick by brick. That's the only thing, the only way you can do it. And you're also learning, right? So like, especially in sustainability, it's such a new space, right? Yeah. In that right now, it's just a buzzword. A lot of people don't understand what it stands for because it doesn't yeah. have a meaning. So we're learning like, okay, people are resonating with this. People are not resonating with this. It'll keep changing. And then we're seeing like, you know, there's trends like reels were trending. TikTok is the thing. Now reels are back. Now, like, you got to get the YouTube. So you have to also give yourself flexibility, space, and leeway. Like, and and the last thing, do not, okay, this is something I was telling my friend the other day. You have to understand that everything is a lesson. So you cannot go into, and this is in any business, forget starting your own, in any career. You cannot go into anything in your life thinking, I am perfect, I will never make a mistake. Mm. Not gonna happen. We human beings, we're flawed. First of all, any job you take, you don't actually know what you're doing. You're like, I could be a trained lawyer, but when I get to the job, I have to, yeah, you have to learn the people, what they want, like what that business is, right? You're like, I, I know job before that I was selling something different and I was talking to a different set of internal people. Now I'm like working on a different product that we sell to customers and talking to a different set of people. You don't, don't, this notion that we know everything before we start doesn't exist. We just believe that. So you, you have to give yourself grace. You will make mistakes. And the best time to make mistakes is early on because you have less like to, to lose. lose. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to make that mistake on $10 million. You want to make that mistake on $5,000, which may yeah. seem like your life is ending in this moment when you're trying to build something. But you don't want to make it at ten million dollars, and it's all lessons. It is. It's just so beautiful, and like it just. I think people are going to just resonate with everything that you're saying because it's really not that easy. It's really hard, and especially in the beginning, you know, you you. It's that fear versus the doing. You know, fear versus the doing. You know. So tell me about then Kedra style, then you find designers, you start contacting designers. And I think now I believe you have about 16 designers. And we I saw one of the brands that I'm loving there is Rue. I think it's Rue. Yeah. This gorgeous. They're our bestseller. That oh. pop yellow dress. Um, actually, we have 30 brands now. Oh, really? This month. Yeah, we're, we're bringing about two to three new brands a month. But I'll let you finish your question. No, yeah. So on the side of this, like 16 brands, um, and it's just gorgeous. It's so seamless. It's so simple. Uh, it just makes you want to just shop. So my first question then when I saw that, I'm like, she already has all these designers? Like, it's just, it's moving. The shift is moving. Thank you. Yeah, so we, I mean, we spent a lot of time before launch we launched with 17 designers and we've doubled that since launch and we've only been around, this is our 10th month as of May 1st, May 1st, sorry, March 1st starts the 10th month of being live. So yeah, we, and we have a rigorous process. Like we, we have a whole list of brands that we loved. We we go through their site. We see if, you know, we see the sustainability standards there. Then we reach out and we're like, okay, 
you know, are you interested? Then we give them a questionnaire that has like Cadre's actual um, setting, like what we care about and what we want to know. And so we're really focused on transparency, fair labor, and waste reduction. So it is like, that's a lawyer in me. It's like, it has to have a specific goal and we have to be able <laughs> And then after they fill out the questionnaire, if we're like, okay, you're good to go, then we have Hey Social Good do um, a verification. So Hey Social Good is founded by this doctor. She used to work at the UN and she built out this framework that uses 500 of the UN sustainability development goals. And she then verifies, like, if a brand says it has a certification, that it's valid, it's up to date. She checks for the fair labor and the manufacturers they're using. Um, she tells, you know, she goes through their materials and their social impact. And then they get a medal between, like, bronze to platinum that says, like, okay, these are, and they get a whole analysis. Like, these are the great things you've done. If you want to do more in the future, you can do this. And that's part of my ethos is like, I believe in supporting change. So sustainable fashion is not perfect. It can't be perfect. Brands are working against a system that is not built for sustainability, yeah. right? So yeah. we want to move the needle. And so we support these brands. And then, you know, as they do more in this space, it's great because, you know, they get more sales, they can have more money to, you know, maybe next time use recycled water which they can't at this point because of cost and we want to be really honest with our brands like we want to support you we want to be there for you i just wanted to quickly interrupt our conversation just to let you know of some exciting news that Cadre Style has created a shopping code for our listeners, 20% off when you shop on their site. Um, use the code SHIFT20. Their site is cadrestyle.com for the month of April, May, and June. Enjoy all the goodies. Now back to the conversation. Wow. No, it's just so, it's, it's, it's really, really amazing. It's, it's really, really exciting. Um, and then, therefore, how do you, what do you know about sustainability now? What, do you, what was surprising now that you have walked this journey? What has been the one thing that has been so, particularly in the fashion industry? Because I find that, and it's like what we said earlier, so many people don't understand the connecting dots, you know? So one thing that I find surprising, and this is probably now what you're thinking, is that a lot of brands or many times have sustainable practices, but they don't talk about it. Mm. And so that I found interesting because there's there's like brands who are like, let's really, really push this. And then there are brands who are doing it. And maybe it's not 100% and usually it's not, but there are practices that they're doing and it's like heartwarming that that's something that they care about, but you don't know it from just being on their site. So that I found interesting. I also found it like low impact dyes, these like plant-based dyes and what you can do with plants. Like that is fascinating to me. Like having cactus leather, like avocado can make dye. Like I've always believed that the planet provides you everything you need. We just like decided to get into this whole chemical space. Yeah. 
but and again like going back to like my childhood where my mom would be like when we were kids we would just take rose petals and like put it on our lips and that's lipstick and I was like what okay um but it's true right like you can do all these things so I love that like there's dye that exists out there that isn't chemical based and it's it's amazing it like lasts it has color maybe it's not hot yellow but like they're really pretty colors mm, mm, that very pastel beautiful colors mm. yeah wow you know i you know i'm thinking i know we were going to talk about specific things but i'm just so taken aback because it's just so it's just so heartwarming really like I, and i don't think you can feel it i think it that yeah, that telemagnetic thing is working. It's really, oh. it's, it's mesmerizing. <laughs> it's literally working. Um, and I agree with what you said earlier about how people, particularly I think I see mostly with us in Africa, because we, we think, you know, Africa has always been sustainable, right? But I think what we are entering a space where we need to recognize that we need to speak about those practices and we need to make them known, you know? It can't be that we are just sustainable and we think, oh, we're not part of this conversation. I think people need to know that we've always been in the forefront. So I agree with that because, yeah, it's just like, it's that, that thing about, you know, not speaking about your, your strengths, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's because like, that's not what people wanted to hear. That doesn't make sales, but now people want to hear it, first of all. And second, yeah. like, you should talk about the good that you're doing. It's, it's, beautiful right and like yeah like it, countries like south africa southeast asia there's so many things that we grew up just like doing that you don't yeah. think about right like for yeah. example like in in pakistan i grew up where we would always have to if we wanted clothes from there like they would be custom made right the ready to wear wasn't when i was younger this like prominent thing it's very it's more recent to have ready to wear in that part of the world. And that's so cool. Like you have already made to order clothes that fit your body and they're only made when you ask for them. So there's no waste on that. And there's all these practices that just aren't like, they're not, I mean, in America, they're not brought to light from other countries that could really help just change this sustainability space. And how are you managing waste in your business? I would imagine that there's, you know, stock that is left over. How are you guys, you know, finding that balance? So we work, dropship means that the brand holds the stock and then ships it to us. So we don't, it's basically, until the brand sells that piece out, it can live on the site and they have, they'll sell through other companies or their own site. And most almost 99% uh, of the brands and we do this specifically are small batch produced. So they use they have less seasons, we're not working with brands that have like nano seasons and micro seasons, they mostly have two seasons a year, they don't even have three seasons, they specifically work on waste reduction themselves where like, um, if it's using laser printing to cut the fabric so there is no additional fabric or reusing the fabric that does come out of cuts for something different. And then they don't overproduce. So like Rue Collective, for example, they'll have a certain level of stock and then it goes to made to order so they can make it. You just, you know, you'll have to wait a week or two for it to be shipped out. Yeah. 
Tania, thank you so much. Before we end, one word of the year till early on. I mean, I've, I've been saying to people every time when I see someone, Happy New Year in March. It's still, we're still starting 2023. But why, you know that thing about what is your word of the year, 2023 till early on, we still have so many months to go. So what word of the year would you pass it on to someone? I would say joy. Joy in everything you're doing. Even like I had to teach, like go through this last month where I was like, you cannot be overwhelmed. This is the joy is in the journey, right? So like every day that I'm looking at something or doing something, I should be enjoying it. And I should actually recognize the joy in it. Not the like, we got to get this done. Like I need to finish this today. I agree. And, and that has become part of how we're living in a sense that even when there's no joy, we like, we think there's something wrong, you know, or when like, it's almost like, we are, we love stress. If everything is calm, you're like, what's going on? You know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I had that breakthrough too, where I was like, are you addicted to stress? Like, <laughs> and I was like, I mean, this book, and I was like, I think I might be addicted to stress and I need to understand how not to be addicted to stress. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Tanya, thank you so much. I'm thank looking forward to that. I think people are going to love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It